Hi, welcome to Shrink Wrapped. I'm Allison Colorosi here with my husband, Dr. David Colorosi, and we are on episode number 14. So, uh, very exciting things are happening. It is December. Our elf is here, and we are trying with all our might to place him every day. Yeah, we've, I, feel, I feel like we're like 75% of the time. And then what happens is whenever we forget to place him and then the kids are like, hey, how come the elf didn't move? Allison just goes, well, did you touch him? <laughs> I think that's good to instill a little fear in the kids. That <laughs> I find the elf so creepy. Like, I didn't grow up with an elf. So, like, the whole idea of it is very creepy to me. But I'm impressed with how creative people are getting with it. And I that's, um, that's going to be second half of December goals for me. Is a creative to have a little bit more creativity. The other exciting thing that we've been up to is we celebrated Hanukkah for the first time. And uh, my back, I am uh, culturally a Jew. Is that right? Yeah, I I mean, my by by ethnicity, by ethnicity, heritage is Jewish. Yes, my heritage is Jewish. Um, My grandma, my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor, the only one in her family. And when she came to the U.S., um, she kind of disowned that religion and married a Catholic. So I grew up a watered-down Catholic. I grew up Episcopalian. Um, Okay, can you give, give, I feel like it's a really interesting story, and you always want to, like, just skip over the story. Share, can you share more about about grandma? my grandmother, yeah, yeah she was a she uh, was the only one that got her visa out um, to get out of Germany at the time, and so she left her family behind, went on a boat by herself at sixteen to live with an aunt here in the United States, and actually she had to like because st- she didn't speak English, she had to start um, at the kindergarten grade level when she was 16 and then work her way up, which I think is a really weird way to try and assimilate. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, a, it's a, I think it's such a cool story. She had six siblings, right? I think, I believe she had six and they all, uh, unfortunately, uh, died in the war. Um, I, at different concentration camps. So her story is really good. And she ended up marrying an Italian catholic here and um i grew up and the reason i grew up episcopalian is because my family just wasn't religious probably because of like how my mother grew up although my mom seems a lot more religious than the rest of us mm-hmm. and my and um but when my grandmother died she died after my grandfather she wanted to die a jew and so be um, buried a jew we be buried a jew so we had a rabbi come and it was just very it was an interesting it was so interesting because my uncles and stuff were against it because they grew up at a time where it was high anti-Semitism. And so where they grew up was in Detroit, Michigan. Um, so it's just, it's just very interesting, her story and how it's affected my family. But um, I was really excited this year that we got to celebrate Hanukkah for the first okay, time hold and on, learn on. about Can it. Can I just do a little, a little color commentary on it? Yeah. Cause I think it's a, it's a big deal. you you grew up Episcopalian because your grandmother, because she was so, because of the persecution, didn't want to be Jewish. So she converted to Catholicism for your grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. So your family grew up or your mom grew up Catholic. And then, and everybody thought that that was fine, no big deal. And then at the 11th hour, right before she passes away, your grandma says, I'd like to be buried a Jew. And for you and your three siblings, I th- at least from my perspective, it was a big deal because you're going, wait a second. 
we always thought that we were Christian, and yet here, you know, did she did she all along really see herself as a Jew? Yes. And what that what in the impact in the impact of that on who you would be and what your faith would be was significant. And so when your grandmother passed away, for you and your siblings, it was a, uh, you know, it seemed like it was a bit of a, um, a crisis of faith for all of you. I think so. And and my sister ended up marrying a Jewish man. And so she, like, has gotten more into the faith totally. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting because I feel like, I feel like now we're just very um, more interested in the, as a family in the Jewish, Jewish faith. But also, um, I think it's, I feel like it's really good, or what I want to instill in my kids is... Um, teach them about a lot of different faiths and how other people just, you know, for diversity purposes, because I feel like if you get, if you learn more about others in that way and why they celebrate and like get to learn the history where we read, we got a book on Hanukkah and understanding where it came from. But I feel like if you are able to um, kind of break it down, like even their holidays down, I feel like you're able to understand people better in general. I agree. So it's interesting. So, our, so this was our first Chris, or first, uh, uh, Han- first time celebrating Hanukkah, and so I learned that. I mean, I re- I knew that there was the oil was important, and I knew that you know that the candle lasted for eight days. It should have only lasted one. But no, the I, oil lasted eight days because it was in. Okay, the oil that, lasted. That for was eight the days. miracle. Yeah. Okay, I just like how the Jews turn that into well, we should we should fry our food in oil. And have a real party. Like I like that. I like I like that move. That was fun. We went and got jelly donuts. Yeah. In the um, late last night. <laughs> so like eight <laughs> o'clock celebrate. at night, we went and got jelly donuts and foodie donuts, which is pretty. It really pretty helped awesome. Lino sleep last night. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Do we do what's what do we do tonight? Uh, well, we're making some stained glass, and I think we're gonna play some dreidel. We built a dreidel and a menorah yesterday. I don't get fried food again. No, we're gonna have latkes. Okay, there we go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> which are potato pancakes <laughs> anyway so we've been having fun and i think it's just like a good another activity while we are basically um not able to do anything during this pandemic so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm ready for this pandemic to be over yeah speaking of which here's my question well i have i have a couple fun ones but this is like my le- legit one I think I go in and out of COVID depression and COVID rage and irritation. I feel like you default to the rage. I don't see the depression so much, but the rage, I feel like I got a good, I feel like I see that. Are you seeing that in your your practice, like for work? Are people Uh, having COVID rage? My brother said that he might is like he's seen covid rage. I don't think that there's covid I think covid <laughs> rage may be sort of a special Allison blend of or brand of what's happening. Uh, but I but there's definitely like we we are so I work for a consulting firm and a big part of what we do is um, you know selection assessments and one of the things that we measure is as you can imagine is resiliency and we have seen a like two standard deviation drop in resiliency since April. So it's a, as you can imagine, that's, I mean, that's quite significant. It's enough that we're no longer using resiliency as a predictor of success right now because everybody 
seems to be less resilient. And it's interesting because that drop in resiliency is more significant than we saw in 2008 and 2009. So it's not just that people are uh, concerned financially. It's that we're concerned financially. It's we're concerned politically. There's social justice issues. Oh, and there's a global pandemic. So it's it, it's as if the country is dealing with a a large scale trauma. So and then and then people say, okay, and I want you to show up to work, and I want you to be as focused and as diligent and perform as well as you were before. So it's I think people are totally beleaguered and they're having a hard time keeping up with all of the demands that people have yeah the other thing like i my job has changed a lot it's very different and now i work from home and i don't feel like there's a good line or like i can't i I, and i've always worked from home but i i feel like i cannot leave work and so i don't know if you're giving your clients any tips for that well we where we, we are measuring it differently, like, um, you know, it's really important for most companies. They'll do some kind of engagement survey once a year. And we've changed the engagement survey now, so it's no longer, hey, are you engaged? But it's specifically as it relates to remote work, how are you navigating the different sort of uh, pitfalls of working from home? Like, are you able to separate yourself, you know, work and home life? Are you able to, do you have as the same level of access to resources or support that you had before? You know, is your computer screen as big? Can you print as easily? Do you have access to things that are, you know, on some shared shared service drive or something like that? So it's there's a lot more pressure for people. And um, in addition to all of that, just like you said, the 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 things that drew people to certain careers or fields, they're oftentimes not doing those things now. They're doing the things that they don't like to do. Like that's in, for sure in my case. I like the training and the development and the interpersonal interaction. And now I spend most of my time writing assessments. You know, it's mm-hmm. much more of an administrative load. Do you feel like your eyeballs are hurting? Like my, I feel like because of the computer <laughs> screen, my eyeballs literally hurt every day. Well, I think you have your computer's too small. I mean, like I, I know, I, I know you're saying that you're just fatigued, but I also think that you use your laptop too much and I use a much bigger screen than you do. Do you think I should get a bigger monitor? I think you should get it. Th- you know what would help your eyes? You get a bigger monitor from work, and then you give me your monitor, so then I have three monitors. What do you think that would help you? Well, I just think I, I mean, I just think I want a bigger one. I want one as big as yours, I think. Anyway, that's beyond the, anyway. Wait, but do I get yours if you get a bigger one? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you have, are you giving your clients tips to manage their COVID rage. So again, the rage <laughs> seems to be more of an Allison uh, thing. I've not heard a lot of COVID rage. No, but I feel like there's COVID irritation. I feel like people are more irritated than usual. Yeah, are you is that projection? I I will be the first to admit it. I am more <laughs> irritated than usual. And I feel partic- <laughs> I feel like it's particularly at me. Yes. Let you should are are people. What about COVID marriages? What about it? Like how is that mar- going? Are th- are we on a a heavier? Um, do you think this year we're going to have more divorces? I don't know. I, I you know I don't, I I don't know. People just get sick of looking. Do you think? <laughs> well, I was reading an article and it said <laughs> that like weird things are coming out because of COVID. So like like, like the um, the labor 
um, the breakdown of labor within a household, like that's become a big bone of contention because it's like at the forefront because both people are home now working from home. <laughs> and let me guess, the, your, your perception is, or the, the article said that men aren't doing enough. No, so, the, it was just like, it was just a dispute, but that I would probably argue is probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> by okay. most by most of my friends' standards. Okay, well, by my by most of my ma- my male friends' standards, that's not the case. It's a good fifty fifty split. I know. It's, I don't know if this is the correct term, but I would believe that it's cognitive dissonance. <laughs> okay, so you know Adam Grant. You know who Adam Grant is? Do you yeah, know Adam Grant the author. Is? Yeah. So he's a famous organizational psychologist. Guy couldn't be uh, more impressive, and you know, <laughs> I, 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 he wrote he wrote uh, the book Give and Take. He wrote the book Originals. Um, he's fantastic. And the the other like a, like a, maybe six months ago or a year ago, he wrote you know he, he posts on Twitter frequently, and he's and he he linked to an article in the New York Times which said something like. Uh, most men think the breakdown of of the you know work at home is fifty fifty, but ninety seven percent of women believe the breakdown is not fifty fifty that they're doing more of the work, and so and so I I know the right answer is well the men are wrong, right? If women feel that strongly, if ninety seven percent or whatever the statistic is feel like they're doing more at home, then probably the men should step it up, and that was his point. Like men. You should step it up. But then there is there is part of me that goes, well, maybe 97% of the women are wrong. And these what poor do you, men... What do you think in this household? I think you do more. I think... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I, I, I think, absolutely do. You, I, you're just doing your thing because you're oppositional. And you it, you are, would be wrong. And <laughs> I feel like people... You're going to go on blast. <laughs> you're on... Okay. <laughs> I agree that you do more household stuff. I also, but I, but I don't think the split is as egregious as you think it is. I think, I think you think the split is Allison does 80%. David does 20%. I think it's 60, 40 Allison. Okay. Well, you would be wrong. Just like Adam Grant said, okay, moving on to another topic. You would be wrong. Okay. And there's other things that traditionally men do that maybe they don't get much credit for like hanging off the roof to hang christmas lights or that sort of thing okay. any credit there you get credit good job you did a really good job on those and they looked great okay i have a fun game for you okay go ahead psychology myth true or false okay go okay smiling makes you happier true false what? Yep. That's true. There's studies. So it do, it will make you happier if you, it's like, if you're just having like an off day and you decide to smile, like, like a little, um, what is that? What is? I don't know, but I'm mad that you said it was false. It is true. No, it's no. But if you're angry, sad, or fear or grief, like any big, um, emotion uh-huh. and you smile, it will actually make you feel worse. I, you know, I, fake, I, the fake smile makes you feel worse. This was in psychology today. I, I, I dis, okay, I disagree with that one. I know, but you would be wrong by the researchers. <laughs> there, uh, we, we have done a podcast before about how the way you behave and the way you act and smiling, in particular smiling, there's research around how if you smile, it actually does make you happier and it makes you uh, think, think things are, are humorous. 
because your brain, because of cognitive dissonance, the way you view the world follows how you behave. Well, research has de- um, evolved since you In the last that. month? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, go. They, they did say it does help if you're just having an off day, but not if you have a strong emotion. Like if you are really scared and you're trying to fake a smile or if you're really sad and you try to fake a smile, it makes you feel worse because like you probably don't feel connected or heard. Okay. You know. All right. Okay. Does power posing increase confidence? Yes. There was a famous TED Talk by Amy Cuddy that said in her research that it lowers stress and increases testosterone. Actually, that's false. There, They did a study in 2015 where they did five times the number of people that she did to try and replicate the study. Mm-hmm. And they think she either manipulated the data or made an error. What? Yeah. They could not replicate those results, and they did not think they were valid. So I have isn't heard, that so disappointing? Well, it's disappointing, and I <laughs> and I here's my here's my guess because I I have heard this, or, or maybe I don't know if I heard it or if I just thought it. Um, but she she was measuring upticks in hormone or changes in your hormones, like an increase, a measurable increase in testosterone or a measurable decrease in cortisol. But I don't know if she ever actually measured an increase in confidence. Do you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like she, I think she was looking at it and saying that testosterone is good for confidence and you get more testosterone if you power pose. But the question is, is the, is the uptick in testosterone uh, substantive enough to actually change your confidence? Yeah. But this is saying there actually was no uptick in testosterone at all. Yep. They could not replicate it and they did five times the sample, which is so oh, sad. Because I really felt like my power poses have helped before things. Yeah, but so you maybe should, yeah. Placebo, placebo effect, and women yeah. are more, so, okay. True or false? Okay. Opposites attract. Uh, okay, I have a nuanced answer. <laughs> Opposites are really, really bad partners long-term. Opposites do attract <laughs> initially. Okay, well, um, I feel like that was a good answer because... Your answer probably makes sense, but apparently it's false logic because downstream potential partners are not similar, and um, people that are similar are more like more likely to share communication preferences as well as you know. So that's a one con- that, that one goes in the David got it right category, Maybe, like partial right. Yeah. yeah I so mean, you are attracted to people that are different than you because it's novel and interesting and unique. But you don't want to be with that person for years. And so that's a lot of, I mean, if you think about friction that happens in a relationship, you find someone that you think is different than you and you're, you're drawn, drawn to that shiny object. And then seven years down the road, you're like, oh my God, this person's driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah. Okay. True or false? Okay. <laughs> venting. Is it a good thing? True or false? Venting helps calm down. Calm yourself down. Uh, probably false. Yeah, it doesn't. But but can I just add more? Or tell me why it's false, and then I'll add color about why. I th- I don't I don't think that venting is uh, totally negative. Although I do know that there's research saying that it doesn't add value. Well, it positively reinforces anger, and so you're yeah. angry longer um, than you would be without venting. So I feel like I need to think about that because I really appreciate a good vent sesh. You know, uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that this is what I think is hard to capture in the research is that 
yes, it's true that you are, uh, it feels good to vent and uh, you are sort of, so there's a sort of reward to being upset tied to that. Um, and if you don't vent or you're not able to communicate what you're feeling, then you feel misunderstood, which will piss you off and make it worse. Right, people will ruminate about things if they don't feel understood. Yeah, and so um, maybe the term venting makes it sound super negative, which is probably you could discontinue the 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 you know the screaming behavior, but communicating what you're feeling, I think, is really valuable. <coughs> I have a cough. Excuse me. <coughs> oh my, I don't. I don't. I don't have COVID. Do you like it? There was a guy that was at the gym yesterday, and he was could not stop coughing. David, why are you going I to stayed the gym far during away from, COVID? I stayed far away from that. I have a mask on and I'm spraying everything with the hand sanitizer. That guy would not stop coughing. David, it is particles that float around. It is not stuff. <laughs> it's not particles that land. He had a mask on. I had a mask on. <laughs> and I was wiping everything down fastidiously. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was... When I was growing up, my mom used to always talk about how Drew was right-brained. Uh-huh. Um, and how there's people, the more creative people are right-brained. Um, true, is that true or false? False. You're, you're right. There's no such thing as right-brain, left-brain. It's just when you use your brain and, like, how those how it had made those connections during the time. And some people might have more connections on the right side because they, like spent more time in a certain situation or scenario. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that the, the right brain left thing, I, I don't know like how that, cause it used to be like when I was in school, n not in grad school, but like when I was in high school, they would like talk about it. Like just the right hand side of your brain was being used. You know what I mean? Like it was a weird. Oh yeah. Well, another f myth. Do you only use 10% of your brain? I don't think so. You don't, you use a hundred percent. And you can use them at different parts of the day, but every day you're using 100% of your brain. Yeah, but you're, I think, so it must be that the, the whole brain is not lit up yeah. all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a lot of fun with those. I, I have, like that. I like that. I like, that's a good segment. We should make that a segment. <laughs> true or false? Yeah, but I'm pissed about the first couple that you said I was wrong. You were. You no, were wrong on no. those. Smiling and power posing. In the comments, anybody that knows what they're talking about, they'll validate me. I hope. Please, please validate me. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining today. This is really fun. And we will be back again before the holidays because we got to talk about holiday gifting. What you're going to get me. That's yep. it, I guess. Thank you. Thank. I, I feel like that was a short podcast. No, it wasn't. It was good. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. you.